Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chad. It is 7.06 here on 6.30, Chad, uh, this morning. Stacey Bratzel uh, normally would be here, but she will be again back on Monday. Uh, I want to have a conversation with uh, City Councillor Tim Cartmel because there are a couple of issues I wanted to dive into. And he's good enough to come on into the studio and, and pet some dogs and hang out and talk talk a little city finances. How you doing, Tim? I'm great, thank you. Uh, <laughs> You need a little pet therapy after the week <laughs> that you've had, I suspect, because we're still dealing with budget and trying to reduce the increase. Uh, right now, we're guessing 7% is, is if, if everything goes right, ahead. Right now, we're standing at 7%. We've got three days scheduled next week. Uh, might not take that long, but there's uh, some ads that people are talking about, some subtracts that people are talking about. Uh-huh. We'll see where we land. And you know, yeah, I can't see much of an appetite for. Um, well, I can't. There's not a huge appetite for any increase, but keeping it to five seems to be the 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 reasonably acceptable number. I guess if we could get it to start with a five, I think uh, um, most would grudgingly accept that, given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I mean, it's 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 the typical cynicism, right? Oh, world is falling, right? Here's a seven. And then, uh, you know, you whittle it down to five and a half and, and, you know, everyone thinks that you think you're a hero. And it's, Mm. you know, so I'm not, we get it to five, okay, better, not good, better, better. Um, but we, so. we do this every year. It's uh, oh, we're, we're going to have to have a, a tax increase of X amount, uh, and then eventually it gets hammered down. Yeah, I know, and uh, and I don't like feeding into that cynicism either. I think this year was a bit different uh, in that we did have quite a lot of pressures, um, you know, inflationary pressures. The same thing you're seeing in your house, we're seeing at City Hall. So it, and we're like, hearing that from other municipalities in Alberta. Sure. They've been talking about the fact that all municipal governments are facing higher costs, etc. Yeah, I think Calgary just landed at around eight. Mm. And I think that's mm. final. I, I'm not sure, not 100% sure of that. I think that's what I heard. Montreal, you know, we're not Montreal. We're, we're kind of Calgary, but we're not Montreal. So, you know, there's... You take those as as posts, but that doesn't mean that that uh, you know that you roll in a quarter percent under the next city down the road and that you think you're great. I mean, like we've got to be we've got to be better than that. We've got to think it through better than that. Uh, I will say though that um, our city administration, you know, when they saw the numbers in October, they already did some whittling down. Like they okay. they got it from what would have been eight and three quarters as a starting point down to seven. So. They've done some work already. They deserve some credit for that. They they gave a pretty sobering presentation first thing Tuesday morning that, uh, you know, I'm, I think we're going to get a clip of that. I'd encourage people to have a look at that over the weekend because, uh, you know, it's not as simple as it sounds. So, yeah. And no, it's not easy. And I think yeah. we you have to understand that it's not easy. Uh, but at the same time, and I know they're not directly connected. This year's budget is not connected to this issue that we've heard coming up about the electric buses yeah. and the fact that we, we are not getting the, the value out of them, that more than half of them are not operable, that many of them can't operate for very long, that we can't find parts because the parent company's going under. What a disaster. And again, and that just kicks the bejeebers out of people's uh, faith. Well, here's how it connects, right? So I represent Southwest Edmonton. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't have the capacity to provide fixed route service in the the deep 
south parts of the city. Those are the most dense neighborhoods outside of the core in Edmonton, perhaps the most dense communities in Alberta. There's all kinds of uh, people from different parts of the country, different parts of the world that live in that neighborhood. And we don't have a bus. You know, we've got the on-demand thing, which is sort of a stopgap thing, but we don't have a bus. The city needs to... Why, why don't you have a bus? Well, because we haven't added service hours uh, to the to the overall amount of service hours that the city um, runs and, and funds mm-hmm. in several years. We're roughly 270,000 hours a year short. So when you look at that, you say, well, okay, let's add a few buses. Let's mm-hmm. add a few drivers. Let's sort of whittle away at that. But the first thing you got to do is fill the gap on 40 electric buses that you know that can't that can't last three hours. That sure doesn't help. Uh, was it just a bad choice to go with electric? Was it too early? Was it too soon? I know lots of people go, well, it's it's about it's about a photo op and saying where where they're going with the way of the future. What do you think that's what it was? And it was a mistake. I think it's a couple of those things. I think it was you know a bit of a photo op. I think it was a bit of a you know hey we're we yeah we're getting rid of our electric trolleys but we're doing this uh, and this is cool. Uh, early adopters, early adoption comes with a risk. Mm. So, you know, when you're buying the first electric vehicle, uh, you know, ask somebody that bought the first, one of the first uh, Chevy Volts, you know, 10 years ago and how well that went for them. So, you know, I, there's a lesson there, not necessarily buying the first thing that's offered up as the next solution, maybe waiting until it's tried, tested and true, right? So the next, the next thing would be hydrogen buses, which are effectively electric buses with an electric generator mm-hmm. run by hydrogen on them, right? So there's a lot of commonality in the technology. Uh, we really need to do that. We really need to, to show the demand side of the hydrogen economy when we sit on this hydrogen cub. But let's make sure that the hydrogen buses we buy come from somebody that actually knows how to make hydrogen buses. Uh, this company that made the electric buses, they made them for an awful lot of places, did they not? They did, yeah. Uh, so they seemed to be at the forefront. They seemed to be the company to go to. Yep. That would have seemed to have been a good call. Yep. And, and, and there was a... Yeah, I mean, you would think that this is the company that you get something from, right? Because they seem to have been, to have had their act together, and you know, early on. So yeah, there's a number of municipalities that are caught in this. Uh, it's Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. We don't have that here, so they've got an opportunity to rejig their finances, and hopefully they can figure it out. But in the meantime, you can't get parts to fix the ones we have. And they sit there and wait for something to happen. And the ones that do run don't run for very long because they can't handle the cold. Right. They duck out and they do the bit of the morning rush, and then they got to get back home and charge up. I think this has done, uh, not immeasurable, but considerable damage to the argument uh, of of people who have genuine concerns about climate change, about trying to move to alternative ways of doing it. Uh, The damage that this can do uh, to that reputation uh, and and confirm some of the cynicism of others. So this is why, you know, governments are very risk adverse. And this is why it takes a long time for governments to do things. Because if we're risk adverse, then, and we're not first in, then we're not always necessarily the most efficient, right? We're the slowest to change. We're the slowest to adapt. We're the slowest to get onto that new thing. And we over-engage. We constantly, constantly, constantly are talking about a thing we're going to do before we actually do it. Because we develop this risk adversity mm. when things like this happen. Right? Uh, people, people holler and scream for accountability. Yep. Accountability. Who is accountable? Let's just focus in on continuing on the electric buses issue. Who's accountable? Who's accountable? Well, <laughs> uh, you know, the bus system is, and I know this sounds like hair splitting and defensive. I get that. But, okay. uh, you know, the, the buses are run by transit, which is part of our operations department. Procurement is part of finance. 
So procurement is in one whole building, one place, and you know the buses that they're buying go to serve several garages in a whole different place. So is it is it an individual that's responsible? I, they're probably doing the best they can as individuals with the information they got. Is it a system that's accountable? Should that procurement officer be sitting right next to the person that runs transit so that we don't you know we don't get gaps and overlaps in our procurement processes so that we actually buy what we need and need what we buy? And I think you can see that for a lot of our procurement work. But was there political pressure to buy these? To political pressure from city council to go down this route? Because it certainly feels like it was. And I know uh, that yes, like, this, I, this I, is... Sure. I mean, was there? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, this has been uh, transit and the evolution of transit in Edmonton has been politically charged for 15 years, right? So, you know, we're building LRT. And, you know, and, and I made this argument for a long time last year about, okay, we're building LRT. And the Valley Line LRT to Millwoods is cool. I mean, I don't know if I think Stacy's ridden. Stacy, you hopped you, on it yeah, Monday. Uh, go ride it. It's, it is modern. It's cool. It's refreshing. It's warm. It's connected. It, mm. like, there's a lot of things to like. It's, you know, and so far it's running great. We haven't had any hiccups, right? It's, you know, all of that. Yeah, I know. Just knocking know, on some wood there. Right. Yeah. But, I, but on the other hand, you know, how big of an overpay is it for the service that we actually yeah, get? Right? So we've had this. And this, the delay. So it was delay. overpay and delay. So a lack of uh, availability from when it should have been. It wasn't ready an to go. overpay, but it was a delay. We haven't paid one penny more than we had to on the original contract. Well, some people think we paid too much in the first place, though. Fair. Absolutely. Well, we, it's an overpay versus, you know, uh, uh, roughly $2 billion for that line when we could have done, you know, a bus-based service for less than $500 million. Sure, yeah, it's an over, absolutely it's an overpay. That was my premise, right? You know, what do you get for the, what do you get for um, the outcomes? Are you, and is it worth the overpay for trains that you would get from a bus And service? maybe 20 years down the road we'll go, that thing is still working and it's great and it's added to our city and, and, and that, that, that perspective might change. But in the meantime... I can't get bus service to Keswick, <laughs> and the buses I have don't work. Uh, I need to yeah. get and do some business here, because you know we have budgets around here too, so let's uh, take a quick break, and we're going to come back for more with uh, Councillor Tim Carmel. This morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 6:30 Chat is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. 719 here on this morning on 630 Ched. Uh, Daryl McIntyre here with you and City Councilor Tim Cartmel joining me. Talking about the, the most fun conversation ever, money and budgets and politics and all that kind of stuff. But this is fascinating. Okay, so so we, we, talk, we, we spent quite a bit of time on the electric bus issue. Yeah. It's obviously a bit of a, a, a boondog. Do we know where, where does that end, though? <laughs> like, so where, where do we go now? The stuff doesn't work. Uh, the union was saying that, that the buses aren't even, aren't even made so that people of, of different sizes can drive them. Yeah, it's, it's like you have to be a fighter jet pilot to be able to fit in behind the wheel. Yeah, we've got to strap you in like it's an F-18. I, you know, <laughs> it, that's news to me. That, that I had not heard that that before. part. Yeah. Uh, and that was some of the reporting that's on the Empton Journal and a few others that uh, yeah, does really yeah, good I reporting saw here. Mr. So. Bradshaw's comments too, yeah. right? So, I mean, and apologies to Steve if I missed that, but I, that is the first that I've heard that the cockpit was just, you know, <laughs> one size fits all as long as you're one yeah. size, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, where does this go now? Just do you try to figure out, try well, to get some parts, so the company take your losses. Pro- it's Proterra. Yeah. So, you know, will this Chapter 11, will they emerge from that? Will they become solvent? Will they yeah. bring on new creditors? Will somebody buy their company and, and keep it going? 
Uh, it's a wait and see. Okay. Thing. See what happens. Yeah. Uh, budget to trying to get it down to something closer to five rather than seven. What? It doesn't sound like that's enough to nickel and dime. You'd mentioned that administration had gone through and done some trimming, done some cuts, yep. made some efforts to get it down even just to the seven. Yeah. So this sounds like there would be some major things that get beat up on to get us down, or you decide not to do it. Well, where are we at? So there's some trades in and outs, right? So there's, uh, you know, transit is one of the things that that uh, we feel we need to do. There's there's a few other kind of, I mean, honestly, they're in the. When you say transit, something we need to do. What do you mean? Well, we need to have more service. We need okay, to get, okay. we need to have more service hours. So uh, you know, there's um, the last thing we talked about on Wednesday was uh, a a satellite uh, garage space that we can lease. Uh, and put 20 buses in, so that buys us a bit of service, and we'd be, and they would be diesel buses, mm-hmm. tried and true diesel buses, right? You know, and and uh, which isn't great for the environment, but which is that's what you got right now. You're really. waiting a bus, yep. waiting for a bus. So, uh, so we need to like the premises. We need to do some of that. So look, we, like this time last year, we passed a motion that said to administration, go find 240 million dollars in the on the the operating budget that can be reallocated to priorities. So that exercise started. It's not done yet. It hasn't borne some fruit yet. And and the premise was, go find some savings that we can reallocate. Well, if we reverse the premise, we're going to reallocate. So you've got six, eight, ten months to go find some savings for those reallocations. That would bring the tax rev- the tax levy down to something more palatable. So that's a motion I intend to make the minute I'm allowed to make it. And uh, so you're sort of borrowing against next year's savings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to be a little careful about that. We had some things kind of jump up and bite us in this year. If things jump up and bite us again, you have this, to have a contingency. You got to be form. careful. Yeah, so you can't take it all, but you could take some. You could reasonably take some, get us down to a you know a five-ish number, and then see how it goes next year. Like if we if we still have inflationary pressures, if fuel continues to jump. Uh, you know, we still have some labor settlements to get through. Uh, you know, those kinds of things. So we got to be careful about. Overspending. Otherwise, it's just it's it's seven or eight percent next year, and we're just yeah. kicking the can down the road, right? Yeah, and and it exacerbates the situation. It Absolutely. never fixes, I call it an overspending or a beyond our means problem. There's a there is still, in my view, a structural evaluation that has to happen, right? You know, so we had some personnel audits a couple of years ago. All the boxes have been checked on those audits, but I don't think that the spirit and the premise of those audits has been met yet. Things uh, like that. Yeah. Uh, regardless of whether you get to make that motion or not, where do you think? And I know you're one vote on council, and it, it, we'll see which way it goes. Do you think we're at five, uh, at seven, or somewhere in between by the time we're done this process? Oh, uh, it sounds to me like we're going to be closer to seven. At well, the end I, 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 the prediction game is dangerous, right? I know. Because that's I why mean, I'm happy to make 12 it. Twelve of my friends are listening to this. We're going to hear the <laughs> clip later. But I, you know, it's. Uh, let me say it this way: there is a path to get to something in the five-ish range. Uh, that is that would allow us to do some of the things that we all feel we need to do, but keep the tax levy down for the people that we're trying to protect. And remember, it's like Daryl. It's not you and me. You and I can pay an extra hundred bucks a month. It's we're but fine. It's the people that that you know that lose their home because they can't tolerate another hundred bucks a month. That's what worries me. Uh, we'll watch. We'll uh, keep an eye. Have a great weekend. You too. <laughs> Thanks Thank so much you. for coming in. Nice to see you eye to eye. Indeed. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, get some dog therapy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before you go that. Back to yeah. Hello, Duke. Uh, chatting with Tim Carmel this morning. Thanks. Appreciate you coming in.